Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about how honest are you in your relationships? How often do you say yes when you really mean no in order to please or or avoid getting into trouble? How do you feel when you do this? Many of us have a lot of difficulty speaking our truth to others, especially important people such as parents or siblings or close friends, co-workers or a partner, people who who we're close to, who are really important to us. We're afraid the other person is going to be angry or hurt by our truth, even when we state it without judgment or blame. So... We might say yes when we may when we mean no, or say things are okay when they're not, or avoid difficult topics of conversation, or pretend to enjoy something like food or sex or a movie or the topic of conversation or the way we're spending time to avoid upsetting another person. We might continue to tolerate things that are not tolerable to us, to avoid a conflict. When you say yes, when you really mean no, you're actually rejecting yourself. This is a form of self-abandonment that may feel safe for the moment when you get the approval or avoid the disapproval, but in the long run, your inner child is going to feel rejected, unloved, and unimportant to you. When it's more important to you to get approval or to avoid disapproval than it is to be honest, you're going to end up feeling badly. Is it really worth it? How often do you avoid your truth in order to avoid hurting someone's feelings? How do you feel when you give yourself up because you're taking responsibility for another person's feelings instead of for your own? How can your inner child possibly feel important to you when you make another's feelings more important than yours? Of course, in order to be honest about your own truth, you have to know your truth. If you're not being honest with yourself, if you're avoiding your feelings with various addictions, or you're in denial about what you feel, then of course you can't be honest with others. How often do you do things you don't want to do? You make love when you don't want to. You spend time with someone when you don't want to. You eat something someone else has cooked when you don't want to. You see a movie that you don't want to see to avoid conflict. How do you feel when you do this? How worthy and valued can you feel when you're ignoring your own truth? How often do you agree with someone in order to be liked? How often do you keep your mouth shut in order to avoid disapproval? How often do you not take action, like stepping in when someone's abusing a child or an animal to avoid the confrontation? How do you feel when you don't act in integrity with your own truth? You know, most of us like to think of ourselves as honest people. But are you being honest when trying to control 
Getting approval and avoiding disapproval or rejection and avoiding conflict is more important than being true to yourself? Now, of course, it takes courage to be honest. It takes a strong, courageous, loving adult to take the risk of another's anger, disapproval, ridicule, or rejection. But if you look inside, you'll discover that not being true to yourself has far greater consequences on how you feel about yourself than taking the risk of being honest. The more you practice inner bonding, the easier it becomes to take the risk of honesty. The more you are defining your own worth internally, intrinsically, rather than relying on others for your definition of yourself, the easier it is to not take others' disapproval and rejection personally. The more you know your own intrinsic goodness, which you can only know when you're connected with your spiritual guidance, the more you know that you deserve to have your own opinions and wants and that no one else has the right to define what is okay for you to think or do or want. Right now, take a few minutes to think about how honest you are with the people you're close to. Think about what you might be afraid of in saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes and in taking loving action for yourself and with others. You might want to take some time to examine the beliefs behind your fears of being honest and look courageously at the consequences of not being true to yourself. Is it really more important to be willing to lose yourself rather than risk losing someone else? However, there is another side to telling your truth. Your truth can both enhance or destroy a relationship, depending upon your intention. Deciding whether or not you choose to speak your truth needs to come from your own honesty with yourself about why you would speak your truth. There are times when telling your truth is unloving. For example, commenting on how someone looks can be very hurtful to them. I remember my judgmental aunt saying to me when I was in my early 20s, your skin is nice, but Shannon's skin is amazing. Shannon was her son's girlfriend. That comparison felt awful to me. My aunt loved to compare people and offer her opinion. But opinions are generally judgments and rarely contribute to the good of a relationship. So it's very important to distinguish between opinions and truth. Too often, just because we think something is true, we assume that it is true. But truth is a fact, not an opinion. If I'm hungry, that's a fact. But how you look is my opinion. There are times when someone might be having a hard time and it's not easy to be around them. For example, your friend has lost a beloved person to death and your friend is in mourning. It might not be easy for you to be around the grief, the stress, the heartbreak. Yet telling your friend that it's hard to be around him or her would not be loving or supportive of your friend and would indicate a lack of empathy. 
It's very important when telling our truth to distinguish between being loving to ourselves and others, having our own highest good and the other's highest good at heart, or making another responsible for our feelings. Therefore, the important thing in telling the truth is to be honest with yourself about your own intent in telling your truth. Are you truly being loving to yourself and to others? Or are you using your truth to control another person and make him or her responsible for you? Are you speaking your truth to enhance and support the relationship or to get the other person to change? But just as telling our truth can be a form of control, withholding our truth can also be a form of control. Often I hear my clients say when I encourage them to tell the truth, I can't say that. He or she will get mad. Yes, he or she might get hurt or mad. Yet courage may mean the willingness to speak your truth anyway and learn to deal with the other person's response. And this is about practicing inner bonding and developing your loving adult, learning to not take the other person's behavior personally, learning to stay solid in your truth and allow the other person to go through whatever he or she has to go through in response to your truth without taking responsibility for the other person's feelings. Now, do you have the, the do you have the courage to know the truth regarding another's caring? Avoiding the other's hurt and anger is only one part of the challenge. The other part is that you might be unwilling to know the truth regarding whether or not the other person cares about what's important to you. If, for example, you tell your partner that you're unhappy with a particular aspect of your sex life and your partner gets hurt or angry instead of wanting to understand, you might feel even worse. It feels awful to speak our truth and receive an uncaring response. The deeper feeling is one of gut-wrenching loneliness and heartbreak. It's deeply lonely and heartbreaking to share something that's important to us and receive an uncaring response. So not only may you be afraid of dealing with another's anger, but if you've not practiced inner bonding and know how to manage the deeper existential feelings of life, such as loneliness and heartbreak, grief and helplessness concerning others, you may be even more afraid of the feeling of being uncared for. Till you're willing to know the truth of whether or not the other person really does care about what's important to you, you might avoid speaking your truth. But when you withhold your truth to avoid conflict and to avoid feeling uncared for by another, the consequence is that you might feel alone and maybe depressed because you're not caring about yourself. When you don't speak up for yourself, you might end up feeling unimportant, regardless of how others treat you. You just can't ignore yourself and feel good inside at the same time. The question you need to ask yourself is, am I willing to give myself up to avoid losing others, or am I willing to lose others rather than lose myself?
I've found that losing myself is never worth it. If I lose others as a result of speaking my truth, then I have to accept the truth that those people never had my highest good at heart anyway. People who care about my highest good applaud me when I speak my truth that supports my highest good. People who care about me support me in living my truth. Those who just want to use me in some way will get angry or hurt at my truth. And that lets me know the truth about their level of caring about me. So, you need to be willing to know another's truth regarding whether or not that person really cares about you in order to tell your own heartfelt truth. Let's say that you say to your partner, it's not tolerable for me to be around you when you're drinking. I feel shut out and disconnected from you when you drink. It's just too lonely to be with you when you're drinking. If alcohol is more important to your partner than you are, then the response is likely to be, that's your problem, not mine. Stop blaming me for your feelings. Stop trying to control me. If you're more important to your partner than alcohol, then your partner will address the issue and get some help with the problem. The question is, do you want to know the reality of the situation? Are you prepared to take loving action for yourself if you discover that your partner really doesn't care about the effect his or her behavior is having on you. You'll have the courage to speak your truth when you have the courage to know the truth about any given relationship. What if you say to your best friend, I often feel judged by you and it doesn't feel good and I'd like to understand what this is about for you. And your best, your best friend gets defensive and tells you it's all your problem. What are you going to do if your best friend consistently responds in an uncaring way? Are you willing to lose someone who you've believed was your best friend? Or are you going to avoid telling the truth to avoid knowing the truth? Are you willing to feel the loneliness and heartbreak if you find out that someone you thought cared about you really doesn't? Or do you want to go on pretending that real caring exists? It takes a lot of courage to tell the truth and to discover the truth. We often kid ourselves into thinking that avoiding others' anger and hurt is a loving thing to do. We justify our behavior by telling ourselves that it's just that we don't want to hurt or upset others or that we don't want to deal with others' hurt or anger. Yet avoidance may not be loving to ourselves or others. Are you willing to sacrifice your own integrity to avoid the pain of conflict and loneliness? To me, nothing is worse than the loss of integrity. Nothing is worth the loss of integrity, not even the loss of another. When you practice inner bonding and really tune in to how you feel when you withhold your truth to protect yourself from conflict and loneliness, you'll discover that honoring yourself by telling your truth without blame or judgment is deeply empowering. You'll feel on top of the world when you finally have the courage to speak your heartfelt, your heartfelt truth. 
when your intent is to support your own and others' highest good. Truth is food for the soul. Author Martha Beck, in Leaving the Saints, said that no matter how difficult and painful it may be, nothing sounds as good to the soul as the truth. How do we come to believe that it's better not to tell the truth, that the truth hurts too much and that people can't handle it? Granted, the truth can be very painful, but not nearly as painful as finding out the truth too late to deal with it or finding out that you were lied to. Being told the truth is essential for trusting yourself. One of my clients, Rebecca, always felt that she somehow didn't belong in her family. When she was 19 years old, her mother finally told her that she was adopted. I felt so many feelings at once that I was overwhelmed, she said. I was enraged at not being told and believing all these years that there was something weird about me because I wasn't like anyone in my family. I asked my mother when I was eight years old if I was adopted, and she denied it. I felt so betrayed that I was lied to, and I felt relief at finally knowing a truth that I felt in my soul. I felt scared about what all this meant, and I felt so angry that my inner truth had been denied and discounted, which led to a lack of trust in myself. I felt excited about the prospect of finding my birth parents. I can't tell you how much I wish I had been told the truth from the time I was little. My client, Matt, had always had a very hard time with his father. He couldn't relate to him and always felt he was being treated differently than his younger siblings. Matt was 25 when his father died, and his mother finally told him that his father was not his biological father, that she had met his stepfather 16 months after Matt was born. Matt said hearing the truth put so many pieces of the puzzle in place for me. My mother said she didn't tell me because my father didn't want her to and because she didn't want me to feel different than the other children. But not having been told caused so much confusion for me. I would have given anything to have known the truth all along. My experience with not being told the truth was one of the most painful experiences in my life. My angry, narcissistic mother and I always had a difficult relationship. But my parents assured me that I, as their only child, was the primary beneficiary in their will and that I didn't need to worry about saving for retirement. While they weren't wealthy, they had worked hard and were quite well off. So there were substantial funds to be distributed at their death. My mother had always been angry with me just for being me. But I thought in her later years she'd mellowed. But unbeknownst to me, she continued to be angry. And as a final angry act, she essentially disowned me, leaving almost all the money to my children without telling me. To the end, she misrepresented that all was fine. I found out about all of this only after she died. 
I was devastated, not by the fact that she gave the money to my children, as she had every right to give it to whomever she wanted, but that she'd lied to me. She knew that I hadn't worried much about my retirement because of having led me to believe that I would receive their money for my retirement. At 65 years old, I had to start addressing an important part of my financial life that I had believed was taken care of. Even as I write this, even as I speak this, I still feel the heartbreak of grief of being lied to. The truth would have been so much better. Part of my job in working with people is to offer them the truth that comes through me from spirit. It's not always easy. When I sit with someone at an intensive or work with someone on the phone or on Skype or Zoom, information from spirit is constantly flowing through to me. I don't censor the information that's coming because I do not assume that I know what this person needs to know or needs to hear. I assume that my higher guidance knows what it's doing and their higher guidance knows what it's doing in bringing through the information. But no matter how gently I offer it, sometimes the information is very difficult <coughs> for the person to hear such as, right now, you're pulling on everyone for love and approval. You've handed your inner child to everyone around you to take care of you. There must be a very good reason you're doing this. Are you open to exploring this? Or, there must be a very good reason that there's no loving adult present here. There's just a wounded child. Are you willing to open to learning about this? Or, I can't feel you when you cry like this. This pain is the pain of a victim trying to get someone to take care of you. This is pain you're causing by your own self-judgment and self-abandonment. This crying is a pull on others to take care of you. You hope others will feel sorry for you and have compassion for you because you have no compassion for yourself. There must be some very good reasons that you're abandoning yourself right now. Are you willing to open to learning about this? Sometimes when I say these things to people, they're furious with me. They think I'm judging them rather than offering them a truth. They don't get that truth is love, authentic, radical love. Without knowing the truth about their intention and their behavior, they can't heal. The truth opens the door for them to start loving themselves instead of spending all their energy trying to get others to love them. At one of my intensives, a few of the participants became angry with me. My assistant said to them, Margaret is an advocate for your inner child. She's being loving to you by standing up for your inner child who needs your love and compassion and isn't getting it from you was not easy for me to stay in the place of truth. But if I did not tell them the truth about their intention, where would they learn it? Everyone in their lives had been either caretaking them, getting angry with them, resisting, and withdrawing from them. How would they hear the truth when that's what people were doing? By the end of the intensive, they had moved past self-judgment and into self-acceptance. 
They were opening to spirit and bringing love to themselves. They were laughing and playing and sharing love with everyone. The truth had set them free. Truth, authentic, radical truth, is necessary for healing. If you find yourself angry with someone for telling you a truth, then you might want to notice that your intention is to get approval rather than to learn about loving yourself. If you respond to a truth as if it's a judgment, you might want to notice that you're not in the intention to learn. The loving adult hears information about oneself as a gift, while the wounded self hears information about oneself as an attack. If someone has the courage to offer you their truth about you, you might receive great benefit if you open as a loving adult with an intention to learn. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to agree with what the person is saying about you. When I offer what I'm receiving from guidance, I have no investment in the person accepting it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't resonate with them, then we move on. People are often afraid to open to learning for fear of being controlled by another person or by spirit. But the loving adult does not just accept everything as truth that someone else is saying. If you're open to learning and have your inner loving adult present, you can go inside and see whether what's being offered feels right to you or not. But if your wounded self is in charge, you will just feel attacked or controlled by what's being offered. And you'll likely defend or go into resistance, missing, perhaps missing, a wonderful opportunity to learn. Only if you have a spiritually connected, open to learning, loving adult present inside will you know if what's being offered is really true about you. Or, it's, or if it's the other person's projection onto you and an attempt to control you. Change occurs when you know the truth. If you think you're open and loving but are really pulling on others for love and approval, you're going to stay stuck in self-abandonment and may end up feeling empty or depressed. Even if you've done years of work on yourself, you might still be pulling on others if you've never been confronted with this and have never done the inner bonding work of developing your loving adult. But... Speaking your truth to your partner can be very scary. Mark sought my help because he was thinking of leaving his wife, Linda. He had not been feeling in love with her for a long time. But they had two children and he really didn't want to break up the family. Mark, I asked, were you ever in love with Linda? Yes, he said at the beginning of our relationship. Then what happened, I asked. Linda seemed to get really insecure once I started my new business and, and had to work long days. Even though I gave her a lot of attention on the weekends, she started getting angry pretty much every day. Then after our son was born, she seemed even more unhappy and irritable. She gets mean when she's angry, and I don't find that at all appealing. I don't feel close to her anymore. So I asked him, have you said anything to her about this? No, he said. She already seems so unhappy. I don't want to hurt her feelings. So how do you handle it, I asked him. 
I guess I just sort of shut down and pretend that everything's okay. But I'm spending more and more time at work because I don't like being at home. And recently I met another woman who I'm attracted to. I realize I've got to do something about this. Do you really think that leaving her will cause less hurt than telling her your truth, I asked him. Well, he said, if I just leave, then I don't have to deal with her hurt. Mark, I said, that's a lack of courage and a lack of integrity. And you have two children to think about. You once loved Linda, and it's possible that you could again, but only if you're willing to be honest. You need to give Linda a chance to deal with this. She has no idea what's going on. She might decide to deal with her anger, or she might not, but at least give her a chance to make that decision. And relationship problems are never one-sided. Perhaps she has things to say to you, too. Mark decided to tell Linda his truth, even though he was really scared. He told her that her anger was pushing him away, that he didn't like being home anymore because he felt so blamed and controlled by her. He told her that he was attracted to another woman who was treating him with kindness and caring and that he wanted this from Linda. He told her that he'd been thinking of leaving and had sought my help and that I told him to tell her the truth. He asked her if she would join him in working with me. Linda was shocked. She had no idea all this was going on with Mark. She thought she, she thought she was the only one feeling so unloved in the relationship. First, she reacted exactly as Mark feared, with anger, hurt, and blame. But he told her the truth about this too, that he'd been afraid to be truthful with her because of this reaction, and, if, and that if she wanted the truth, she needed to be open to it rather than closed and angry. Finally, Linda heard him, and they were able to talk honestly for the first time in years. Linda was actually relieved at hearing the truth once she got over the initial shock, and they were able to talk. She agreed to work with me with him. In their work together, Mark discovered that Linda also had been afraid to be honest with him, fearing that he would withdraw even more. She was just as afraid of his withdrawal as he was of her anger. They discovered that both of them had been protecting against their fears rather than being open to learning with each other. As they both devoted themselves to practicing inner bonding and opening to learning with themselves and with each other, the love gradually came back into their relationship. People often believe that they are withholding their truth to spare their partner pain, but their real intent is to protect themselves from the response they fear. Protecting against pain with anger, withdrawal, and blame will always bring about the very pain we fear while opening to learning and speaking our truth can open the door to love. Truth, which is a major part of authentic love, is one of the greatest gifts we can offer each other. I hope you have the courage to offer it to loved ones and recognize it when it's offered to you and receive it with an open 
and grateful heart. You can find many resources for learning how to develop your loving adult and connect with your higher guidance at innerbonding.com. And I hope you join me for my 30-day Love Yourself course, which can help you heal so much inner pain. And I hope you also join me for my 30-day online video relationship course, Wildly, Deeply, Joyously in Love. I send you my love and my blessings.